Microphone check. One, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. The Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What is up, family? This is episode 34 of the Rap Music Plug podcast, and I'm here with another album review. This time, Conway and Big Ghosts, If It Bleeds, It Can Be Killed. Starting with Big Ghost, the producer, he actually started off as a very satirical, very, very funny online hip-hop blogger as he ripped to shreds some early Drake work that got him a lot of notoriety and overall just came off as a very charismatic internet personality that very much valued the old-school, dusty hip-hop sound. But behind the scenes, he was slowly making beats, and then fast forward to 2015, he drops his first produced album with none other than Westside Gun and Conway. And since then, he's dropped over 10 projects with underground spitters, like Conway, Westside Gun, but also Ankle John, Ghostface Killer himself, 38 Spech as well. This is also not even the first collaborative album between just those two, Conway and Big Ghost, as they released No One Mourns the Wicked in 2020. And overall, I think Big Ghost has a lot of skills, and I think as time has passed, his productions have got better and better with each and every album. Conway, on the other hand, is a Buffalo rapper from New York, hailing from the Griselda crew that, at this point, everybody, even in the mainstream, knows about. They've been on a tear in recent years. And for Conway, after coming out of the gate in his career in the 2015-2016 timeframe, Conway was seen as the most respected member of the Griselda family with two strong projects in Grimiest of All Time and Reject 2. But after that, in the couple years prior to 2020, something started to happen. Conway was starting to fade. Seemingly moving into third place in terms of popularity and respect within the Griselda family through the emergence of Benny as an elite-level spitter and Westside Gun's continued excellence, and creating decadent slices of street rap luxury. Conway, on the other hand, was producing middling efforts at a high rate, often shorter and more one-dimensional albums than I'd like, all in all lacking in artistic ambition, to put it frankly. This is to not say that Conway wasn't still rapping very well. He was. It's just that he wasn't giving me enough of himself to personally connect with, and wasn't making up for this with entertaining enough punchy songwriting or exceptional beat choices. So Conway was at a crossroads, 
And in 2020, Conway proved his doubters wrong. His full-length album, From a King to a God, was finally the fulsome, mature effort from Conway that many of us were looking for, serving as maybe the best album of Conway's career, but certainly the most complete and varied. Now, fast forward only a few months. If It Bleeds, It Can Be Killed shows that Conway's growth that he displayed on From a King to a God wasn't just a fluke. Conway sticks to his guns here, pun intended, but continues to expand his subject matter to more personal territory. That gives me new information that I only just learned about the guy five years into listening to his music. Conway speaks on his bipolar condition that definitely was shocking to hear and further amplifies the struggle and trauma Conway lives with from his time growing up and particularly when he got shot in the face. He also opens up on this album about infidelity, learnings that he gained from real tragic events and loss in his life that all display a strong maturity and inspiring sense of perspective. So for me, Conway continues to show growth lyrically, but also from an album creation standpoint. Because the reason this album stands out in Conway's vast catalog is due to him and Big Ghost creating a well-rounded album that satisfies in multiple different ways, featuring songs that are as luxurious as they are murderous. The beats here are the best I've heard from Big Ghost to date, with crunchy percussion, nicely placed soul samples, and flashes of sinister sounds that all come together really nicely. The flow of this album too is much improved from their last collab album together because there is no unnecessary lulls or wastes of space this time around. There aren't any overly long skits or outro style songs littered throughout in odd spots that made the album that they previously made feel a bit disjointed. Instead, we get 30 minutes of Conway in peak form with production that matches his talent, all in a neat trim package, all killer no filler. I appreciate how on this album Conway and Ghost try to do some new things. On Losses to Blessings, it features some gorgeously sophisticated transition between the beats on this track that shows just how far Big Ghost has come with his production skills, all while Conway rides these beats on this track so well and creates a lyrical concept around the different tones of the beats on this track with the darker lyrics coming on the first half of the song, while a more prideful or grateful lyrical tone coming in the back half over the beautifully bright production from Big Ghost. The aptly named Red Beams has a fitting beat with blasts of synth that keep going in the instrumental that sounds legitimately like what a Red Beam would sound like. Definitely a strange beat, but it sounds great with a nice driving rhythm with Conway sounding focused and spitting some really good shit. And on the closer forever ago, Conway gets more topically focused than he normally does and really opens up about his relationship, his struggles with PTSD, and the genuine self-awareness he possesses, clearly depicting that he has negative coping behaviors and knows that he needs to overcome them to be an example for his children. This is a shining moment for the album and for Conway as an artist, as he raps as bare as the vocal sample that's manipulated on this beat. It's a great way to close the album. 
Another key aspect of this album that makes it so dope are the strong guest features. I'm glad I have clued in to the Ransom Wave at this point in recent months, because my ears were already properly calibrated to take in his ridiculous feature on Kill All Rats that is then followed by Rome Streets absolutely murking it too. And he drops a crazy bar when he raps, took an oath that I would slice the throat of any Danny Hernandez, had six nines in my possession but I sold them all, never tell you motherfuckers to who I know protocol. Referencing six nines, otherwise known as Danny Hernandez's, now infamous bout with the police snitching on gang members that he used to hang out with in the past and got famous off of, this is just such a nice bar. This beat is also another hard instrumental with a sick distorted guitar and nice dissonant sounds playing throughout that really sounds nice. There are not really any significant flaws with this album. The only thing I can really say is that Conway has dropped more quotables and displayed a bit more wordplay and better punchlines than he does here. And although I certainly like these songs, that I'm about to mention, Jay Batters and Highly Praised aren't nearly as ambitious in sound as these other songs. And Highly Praised in particular has my least favorite verses from Conway on the album. They were just, you know, okay. So even though the album is 30 minutes, which is appreciated because I was worried this would be another sub 25 minute Conway album that doesn't give me enough to chew on, I'm glad it was this long, but it's still in the grand scheme of things, a short album. So these slight drawbacks are still somewhat significant on a short album like this. Overall though, If It Bleeds It Can Be Killed is very consistent. And yeah, maybe doesn't have the highs that From A King To A God had. It's still a high quality rap album from Conway and Big Ghost that shows Conway is refusing to remain stagnant. They tried some different changes of pace here and there, and I think they executed it all very well. So I give If It Bleeds It Can Be Killed a 7.7 on 10. If It Bleeds It Can Be Killed is great production and strong lyrics throughout. There's really not much more you can ask for. So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases, as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. But now that I've spoken, it's your turn to have your voice heard. So let's stay in touch. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rovew, R-O-H-V-I-E-W, to connect with me on a personal level, where you'll be able to interact with my thoughts and perspectives on music, surely, but also on politics and sports as well. If you're an artist who wants to get their new song or album reviewed on the show, hit me up via email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com or just send me a DM on Twitter or Instagram. I would love to give you public feedback through a review or private feedback if that's what you'd prefer. I would love to be a part of helping you grow as an artist to help the show grow and ensure that everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times make sure you leave a review and rating on apple podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people for exclusive content and updates related to the show follow the rap music plug podcast on facebook you can find all of this information along with 
exclusive playlist created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes. So that's all for today. Talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you.